Oh, we did say we had to do that one over. Well, we're not. The nigga fishing. Oh, well, she said you could get her advice on what she did. Oh, yeah, we can. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Sugar and Shit Pod. This is Kay. This is Ty. And um, we are here with a really good friend of mine. I've actually known her since my third year of college. So that's, what, 06, 07, 08? Like, 09-ish. 09, 010. Oh, <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, so I've I've known her for a while. Um, she's one of the hardest working women that I know personally, um, especially in the industry that she comes from. But I'll allow her to introduce herself. So, hey guys, I'm Julissa Raquel. I am a multipreneur, a journalist, public relations, marketing, all of those good things that have to do with business and media. That's what I like to do, and I'm excited to be here supporting my girls. <laughs> And I'm ready for the show. Okay, <laughs> so we are um, actually sitting here sipping on some Pinot at the moment. Um, you guys know that we normally do things a little harder. Well, <laughs> I don't even, it's harder a word. Look, my mom, she always thought about she wants her degree back. I think we need to return it back to West Georgia. <laughs> Um, we normally drink things a little hard. However, um, I'm probably about like an hour away from home at the moment, so... We're just going to keep it light and friendly today. Don't drink and drive, kids. Yes, don't drink and drive. So today is, is the day before Thanksgiving. It is November 21st, a Wednesday. I hope you guys plan on spending like just unconditional love time with family and friends, whoever is important and close to you guys. Um, life is short. Life is important. Um, and, you know, it's just good to be surrounded about, surrounded around positive and authentic energy yes um, i love that you can feel in the air <laughs> right um so Jalissa actually I, I invited her on the show because as a millennial i think um it's always it's hard for us to juggle uh our professional lives with our personal lives um and it's bad enough when you work a nine-to-five. It's extremely hard when you work as an entrepreneur. And it's even more difficult when you work a nine-to-five nine and you're doing your dream at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've seen you do both. I've seen you do your nine-to-five solely. I've seen you work as PR. I'm doing PR as your main source of income. I've seen you juggle both. Um, and... Not everyone can do it. A lot of people fail. Yeah. Especially now with age group. Especially now with demographic. Do <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Like if I'm working, my own personal stuff falls to the side. To the yeah. side. And if I'm like focusing on my own personal stuff, then I ain't really looking for a job. I don't. Mm. It's so hard. It is. And I think a lot of times the reason why I've always like <laughs> my friends will laugh. I'm like, you quit a job in a heartbeat. But <laughs> it's funny. Like I feel like it. I always feel like one thing gets in the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just you like can't give both a hundred percent. It's hard to juggle and give all of it a hundred percent. But I did find you know trying to work on my own flaws for just getting more organized. So I can like utilize my time better. Mm -hmm. But even then, like people don't not understand. Being an entrepreneur or running a business, that's like a 24-7 job by itself. So even if you're working for someone else, your time, your attention and time is still going to be split. Split in 25 or 50%, however you know you, much you work on your business. Because at the end of the day, it takes all 100% of attention to birth a business. And then, you know, I know a lot of people be like, you know, trying to run a business. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm, try, I'm, I'm parenting. You see a lot of people that feel like they can't do both. One is parenting. One is doing business. That's because both of them are babies. Either right. way, you got to birth the mm -hmm. business. You got to birth the children. It's a lot of work. It's That's the same it. thing. It's just like raising a child, not comparing it to, but I'm just saying as far as the amount of time that you put into both. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So it, it's hard to find the balance. So I've done both. I've, I've dealt with the fact that so in my entrepreneur journey, I feel like, okay, I've dealt with the fact that I understand that it's hard when you're an entrepreneur and life actually happens, like personal things happen in your life. Mm -hmm. And then you have to figure out how to keep this afloat. But also, you know, with the job, you may have like paid time off or you may have 
time to grieve or you know to be with your family when something happens when you're an entrepreneur everything is relying on you so you may not necessarily even get that time that you need to grieve to properly so or... i had to start thinking about okay so now i understand a little bit more the benefits of working a nine to five and still having my business because sometimes i'm going to need that break when life happens and life occurs because you know mental health is still always going to be number one priority right whether i'm running a business or working for someone else's business so I think it's just always about finding that balance and it is very, very hard, but I know it's attainable, but it's just, you know, it's not nothing that's going to come easy at all. So that's, that's been my experience, just trying to balance having a personal life and running a business because a lot of people that run business don't have much personal. You don't. personal it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. And I think a lot of people, especially when you're dating or in a relationship, if if someone watched you build it while you guys were together is one thing, but when someone is coming into it mm. and, and you've already started the journey, sometimes it's hard for them to acclimate. Yeah. It's hard to people hear you say I'm an entrepreneur and they're like, Oh, that's cute, that's nice. Oh, I got my own but, business. They're right. like, Oh, okay. And they they'll big you up, but they, they don't understand how much you have to put into it. And until you're dealing with someone um that that has their own business like i feel like a, I feel like a lot of people underestimate it and then it, be, it, it sometimes it becomes a strain on a relationship mm -hmm. so how do you find balance between work and play or work in a relationship have you found that balance um i feel like that's something that's always like going to be like uh ongoing ever changing <laughs> yeah ever changing with me because you know life is ever changing i thought i had find found a good balance like this year you know i was trying to i was spending more time at home trying mm -hmm. to nurture a relationship other than always ripping and running and going to an event mm -hmm. and i was finding myself only going to the events that i knew i had to go to mm -hmm. the ones i knew i was getting paid for and everything else i was balancing out because uh, 2018 didn't teach me anything else. It taught me that life is short, and you know I didn't want to miss out on those moments with family members and loved ones and things like that. Cause you just never know what's gonna happen. So I feel like I'm still like constantly always working to find that balance. Mm -hmm. But I, it's a lot easier for me to make time and to know just to say no, basically yeah. now because I've lost so much this year. So speaking of loss and grievance, I know that you lost your grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of days later, you lost your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. um, how was that? Like, I mean, I don't like what does that feel like to just lose two major loves in such a short amount of time and to ha still have to push through? Um, I think you know, for a long time, I was just like kind of like numb mm -hmm. and really just like shut down or maybe not even like it doesn't feel like real life or feel like this is your life but this is like really what's happening mm -hmm. i was kind of just in a place where i was just going through the motions right. i know for like a month i didn't really leave the house i didn't do anything and before all that happened i was still working the nine to five and still balancing my business but i really couldn't go back after that because it was just it was just too much it was too demanding and they weren't really understanding to the situation so I decided to, you know, once again leave back because I like I need to focus on mental and everything else and trying to regroup at this point. But it didn't it didn't really feel real. Like I was still I I've still just been doing the same thing. I feel like I don't know what else to do, honestly. Like just keep going and mm -hmm. going and going, you know, hard for what I believe in or what I'm passionate in. But it was hard for the first month, I know. Like for at least four to six weeks i didn't really want to get out of the house i didn't really want to talk to anyone i really didn't want to do anything and i wasn't like going to my events and things like that because i just felt so empty right and i was just like what's the point of me still doing all this i'm trying to just figure out what am i supposed to do from here but you know in november i decided okay i'm gonna like get back out there yeah the, like last two weeks of october early november just like i need to start back going to my events and doing things and stuff because like sitting in the house and like feeling bad for myself it's not gonna change anything and then life is just gonna continue to pass me on i'm just gonna be like stuck here and i just it's no like rules to like grieving or like how long so i feel like every day is just another another day just I'm to, trying to just push, push forward it's hard though because I, I still like cry every day and i have my moments when i break down so even when i am pushing forward it's still hard i just i, I just don't know 
what to else? Do. What else to even do next? Like I'm, I feel like I'm starting all the way over, and then you know, being that it's like the holidays, it's even harder because like my grandmother not being here kind of like changes everything. Like I feel like because she's like, the center of the family, mm-hmm, and like certain family members, I feel like I ain't really talked to me since my grandma passed, or I ain't really like been around, and I feel like even like. My grandma had a whole bunch of sisters and nieces and nephews and this, that, and third. Do y'all know the only people that bought a flower from my grandmother's grave was my brother's job? Zaxby's? People that didn't even know her? Wow. Wow, that's crazy. So when you come from a huge family, family like, like that, that, and she did so much for, for everybody. so many people, and then something like this happened, it just really makes you feel like, what fam- what, like what's family? Like... You know, all the people I know is people that was, if, you know, in my grandmother's grave that's, that's been there. I don't, I don't even understand. Like, it's, it's just a completely different feeling this year. Like, I don't even, it don't even matter. Like, I just like, it's, it's a numb feeling, but I just feel like, dang, like, they really do say, you know, give people their flowers while they're here. While they're alive. And, yeah. and it's crazy because. Like once you're gone, they don't. <laughs> they really don't care. Then, <laughs> you know, they. T- I mean, a lot of times you see the strength of a family when it comes to either birth or death, mm-hmm. marriage or death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate um, because you always feel like out of everybody in the world, family should be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the one thing life teaches you is that your family is what you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, Blood doesn't always necessarily mean family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is true. There's this girl that I follow on Instagram, African Bohemian. She always supports my brand. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to, um, between her and I was listening to um, an episode of Oprah Super Soul. And they were I saying that. I love that podcast. <laughs> I love that podcast. And, damn, I forgot who it was. But they were just saying that it's a difference between family and relatives. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like I got a lot of relatives. Relatives, y'all. yep. I think it's been like so emotional and such. It's been hard because like my grandmother passed like four weeks before like my brother, who was technically like my first cousin, um, had his first child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a little girl now. She literally came like a month after my grandmother passed, and like pretty much me, my sister, and my brother, which is my first cousin, was pretty much like my grandmother's. I was like, you know, she raised us too. Right. And um, because my cousin was raised as my brother, because my mom's two sisters got killed in a car accident when they were 16 and 21. And at that time, he was like a month or two months old. So pretty much my grandmother and my mom Mm -hmm. have raised him him his entire life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now grandmother is gone. And it's just weird. It's just awkward how things get twisted in black families and how things change when you get older and stuff because it's like my mom was pretty, my mom pretty much raised my cousin, mm-hmm. you know, my brother, um, with besides my grandmother because whatever my gr- grandmother wasn't able to do physically or financially, my mother was there. She mm-hmm. was, whatever my grandmother did, my mother was there too because it's like they were one and the same. Right. And my mother took care of my grandmother forever. And uh, and it's just weird because like when you get older, it, it hurts me. Like my mother, I guess she doesn't feel like he's close to her or respects her as much as as he he's supposed as he should or mm-hmm. as he's supposed to. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, with other family members, and it's like when you get older and then you have like a different mindset or you have other people. In, you know what I'm saying? Like you forget like who who's there. Like right. they, they had to go to court. The to sacrifices. Fight, you know what I'm my mother sacrificed so much for him, and I, you know, it was, that's that was my cousin, not my brother. You know what I'm saying? It was times where a lot of the attention went towards him because his situation required, required a lot of attention, attention. You know what I'm saying? So it's a heavy situation because I just feel like my mom doesn't feel as loved or respected by him now that he's gotten older, and now that my grandmother is gone, I just feel like you know that it's bond a, that big, was there it's a big centerpiece mm-hmm. missing. You know what I'm saying? Have you sat down and, and talked to him about how you feel about how your mom feels? No, I haven't had a chance. I talked to him on the phone earlier, but we uh, really do need to sit down and talk. And it's been so long since we've actually just sat down and not been running around, you know, like together. Right. And 
I feel like it's a lot of big miscommunications because the conversations never, never had. Because I know for myself, just speaking to him on the phone about certain things earlier today, that if he thinking like this, there's a big miscommunication because he doesn't know how much my mom sacrificed for him to be here. You know what I'm saying? She kept fighting for him because it wasn't like, you know, when you grow up and you don't have the typical situ situation, those children, they experience, they go through a whole bunch of different actions and things. And, you know, he used to like to fight and it, he was, it wasn't like he was like, you know, just a child. Group, an easy child. You know what I'm saying? Right. My mom fought for him to stay out of trouble, to stay out of jail, to be here. And now he has flourished into a great man. And I am happy for the things and the growth that he has acquired, but I feel like sometimes when people get older, they forget how they was or where they, came, they came from. from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, it hurts my mom, so it hurts me. Oh, people easily forget. Sometimes you just gotta remind them. Yeah. Kind of remind them, like, hmm, this is this is how you remember, but let me tell you how it was. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's not what I'm saying, like. But sometimes, honestly, it's not your job to remind anyone of anything. And that's what my sister was saying. <laughs> Sometimes it's not your job to remind anyone of anything. Um, well, see, what do you do in a situation like this? Because this is the thing. My sister said the same thing. We, we like, opposites and we both have our opinions. Mm -hmm. But she's like, you know, my mom was just like, I was just at the point where I feel so unappreciated and so unloved. It's cool if I move away, wipe my hands, he'll be good. He got other people and other family members he leaning on now. So that's cool. You know, it is what it is. And me, I'm like, mom, you don't just give up, you know, on your family. But, but do you? Like and my sister it's was not like, about she's not her proving anything at this point. She's done everything. She did she's what done. she did. What and if is. he don't see that at this point, my sister's just like, oh well. Right, because so the I don't thing know is, which... it hurts. Of course, it hurts. The 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 initial sting is is always going to last a bit. But once you get over the initial sting, then you have to really ask yourself. What it, one? What is it that you're really holding on to? And then two? What is it that you're really losing? He's family in the blood sense, but honestly, he was never your mom's obligation. Yep. He was... Right. And if he can't see that as a grown man, that is not her business to make him see that because she has done all that she has. She can. Legally, by 18, he was a grown-ass man. How old is he now? Uh, 27. Right. At 18, he was a grown man. She, for 18 years, she sacrificed. And she sacrificed even after that. So if you can't see that as a 27-year-old who has just had a child of your own, if anything, children make you see things a, a lot more clear than you, that you ever had before. So if a, if a child can make him see what it is, how he's acting and what it is he's doing, then he's not going to see it. But it's right. not up to your mom to beat herself up and lose sleep because he clearly ain't losing sleep. I would say have that initial conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then whatever happens from there happens from there. But you can say that like, you. What I feel like is that sometimes as people, and we all do this, we all get wrapped up into our own lives. You know, mm. things start getting good in in one part of your life that you, and you neglect the other, and neglect or even take advantage of the people that's on the outside. So yeah. he got this bubble with this family, this new family that he's created, or whatever the case may be. Mm. I feel like if you or your mom feel like. Is something worth fighting for, or y'all miss what y'all had, or y'all feel like a simple conversation could get back to where things were, then have the conversation. But don't have it more than three times, like twice or three times. Like, have that initial conversation, put everything out on the table. Try the the goal is to walk away from it with an understanding, or at least a little bit more clarity. And from there, like, you know, see if action change, you mm -hmm. know, communication get better, things like that. But I'm also, I also don't like repeating myself more than um, twice. Time yeah. or twice. Yeah. So, I mean, after the first comment, have the first conversation. You might have to have a second conversation, but it's definitely not a thing that you're supposed to have to be doing all the time. Let alone babysitting people's feelings and being the one chasing the relationship. Because at the end of the day, everybody involved now are adults. You're right. That's just how I feel about it. But we all get wrapped up in our minds. We all get wrapped up in life. And sometimes we take um, take for granted the people that raised us or the people that was not like before things were getting good. So it's okay to like just tap back in a line. Mm. And if you feel like a conversation would do that, then it's, it's a conversation worth having.
Yeah. I mean, it's solely everybody's um, experience is different. So it's just, it's solely up to you. I know our family, we, our family dynamic <laughs> has been strained for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if life hasn't taught me anything else these last couple of years, it has taught me, like you said, that life is just short. Right. And a lot of the shit that we've, like, people are literally at odds for is... When you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it should be so fucking stupid. Uh, like it be so damn dumb, and you girl, like you know really... what the whole what this whole conversation we even had stemmed from was over a Facebook post. I could believe it because <laughs> mine. I, I, I could believe, believe it because I was stemmed from an Instagram so post. Small, <laughs> I believe it. I was stemmed from an Instagram <laughs> post. I'm oh. like, how did we get here from Instagram Facebook? It oh. happens. So. We've spoken about what it felt like to lose your grandmother. What did it feel like to leave, to lose Jordan? Um, that felt really unreal to me because it just was like I thought I was just like, is this really like three days later? It was just wait three days. Mm-hmm. Your grandmother was Wednesday. He was Saturday, right? Or something like that. Uh, grandma was Friday. He was Tuesday. What? So it does feel. It still feel weird. I don't feel like I'm ever really get like closure with that situation, just simply because it's so many like loose ends and questions left unanswered after the fact. But but I mean, it just really shows me like you don't play with life, and um, you know. Everything that you, every, I mean, you, or I don't even know how to, because honestly, it caught me so off guard because I, everything that could have possibly happened, that was the least expected and the last thing I was actually even worried about because of the fact that I've been riding that bike so long and like two weeks before it happened, I was on the bike as well, like riding with him and it was just like, surreal it still don't really feel weird it's just uh, it's still like uh, that's still all like a hard one for me to talk about because it's just so much other things that occur after the fact that i had to deal with that was just heavy i'm pretty sure yeah, probably like his family lot. coming it, in and swooping it was, down it was a lot yeah it was a lot it's still a very heavy situation i had some of his friends found me on facebook from new york and um <laughs> it was all kind of crazy this girl so, I can old ass lady found me on Facebook I was just like Jesus <laughs> not today family members everybody found me on Facebook girl like I need to, I had to turn my page back private like my regular page because all these people from New York popping up DM me some was good. Some of it, I'm just like, like what? <laughs> like I didn't understand. Like I'm never gonna get closure with that situation because it's just so, so many in. different things that was coming out, and I'm just like, what in the world? Like, I did. What did I do to like <laughs> for this right now? <laughs> it was a lot, but yeah. I mean, anything. I feel like you know, everything happens for a reason, and. You know, I just keep that in my mind because clearly it was a lot of other things that was going on that I didn't know about either. So, you know, you don't play with life and don't let, you know, life will catch you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it was it's so many unanswered questions and so many loose ends. On my end, I feel like, okay, it was things that he wasn't doing with me. It was just a lot. So, it's a lot, right. Like, trying to find out a little bit more about your partner that you didn't even know <laughs> that you didn't even know why he was alive and it kind of makes you look at him a little different but then you don't want to because yeah because of the situation but it's it was it was a lot it was an eye-opening situation something and it's, it's like i still i want to feel the way i feel regardless mm-hmm. at the same time those questions are going to always be, be there these different things People just and whatever has popped up, yeah. yeah. So, girl, it was a lot, and I'm just 
ready to try to like move forward. <laughs> you ready to date and love again? <laughs> At this point right now on November 21st, you think you're mm. I <laughs> it's like I'm <laughs> apprehensive. Um but I mean life is gonna go on and clearly I'm not gonna get any younger so I don't wanna just be like, you know, oh sprung up of something that not that's back. not gonna come, change. It's not you know none, none of that's gonna matter. So, I mean, I'm ready to move forward. I just want to make sure that I deal with all of those emotions and feelings and stuff before getting into like a, a committed relationship. I mean, the goal is always gonna be marriage. Honestly, I feel like I'm at the age where almost dating is like redundant. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like either you guys. We gonna do this or we not? Right. <laughs> Our goals align. We want the same things out of life. You know. We, we either gonna work positive. this out. <laughs> it's like, time, like you know, at a certain age, it's like that's my boyfriend, that's my girlfriend. They, they do sound kind of childish sometimes. <laughs> like maybe that's my significant other, or my partner. But at right. a certain age, it's like when you like sixteen, you have like a boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Sixteen, twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, you like thirty. 30 you like, bro, like I ain't gonna boyfriend you for two much longer. <laughs> like, bro, that's my boyfriend from like two point five seconds. By next week, you my significant other. Right. If not, bye. Cause you know, <laughs> I ain't got a more time. Even like, if we got kinks, we gonna agree to work on our kinks together. Work through our kinks together. together like, like, we either like, yeah. doing this or we not at this point. We signed a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Like, like I'm doing background checks now. Credit checks. I'm doing everything. Kid checks. Kid checks. Not, not the kid checks. I'm doing everything. Like, what you got? What you got child support? Look great at. Well, these niggas be lying about stuff I didn't even know they lied about. Nah, they, 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 yo, they be lying about. Look, it's my crazy. slogan been niggas gon' nig. Like, niggas they, gonna they, nig? they been, look, that's what my shirt said. They lie by everything, child. You'll be looking at the sky, they gonna tell you it's pink. You like, son. I'm looking at it right now. It's blue. What the fuck is you talking about? I mean, you date, of course, because it's a part of the process. But how long do you want to date? Right. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody dating for no, uh, no year no more. Like yeah. nobody, like uh, uh-uh. do you think how many years you think I got left to be playing around with y'all motherfuckers? Right, like <laughs> I did, so. I did the years of relationships. I did the four year relationship. Being patient, and I did shit. the two year relationship. But guess what? They got me Nothing. ten years away. <laughs> Ten years wasted. Damn the damn. People be like, "Oh, you have lessons, nah, bitch. Fuck those lessons. Lessons. Those those are war rules, bitch. First of all, (laughs) lessons don't hold me at night. Fuck is you talking about? Like, (laughs) what you looking for? Because let me. I can tell you right now. You you need to get my number. Right. Like that's it. That's how how selective I am at this point. Like I'm tired of y'all playing games. I ain't got the patience for it. Like, look, somebody's gonna get chopped off the next time. Like, Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And I, I, and I go, I say all of this because it's just like, you still be thinking you be knowing everything and still don't be knowing to have. Like, no, that's a fact. But my mom always told me, my mom always told me that my, my parents have been married 20 years. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she told me that you would never, you will always learn something new about the person that you're with whether it's your husband your partner whatever you will always learn something new every day about the partner that you're with you never know your partner 100 mm-hmm. percent. i believe it and in these days honey <laughs> three four three four lives so let me ask you how long have you been in the industry like how long have you been doing pr um pr now shoot 18 Four going on five years. Four going on five years. Mm-hmm. And what made you decide to pick that as a career path? Well, I just realized that everything that I was already doing, as far as like marketing, branding, mm-hmm. putting together events, 
connecting people like was already pretty much the act of public relations i was like why not monetize this because i've been doing it for free for so long right <laughs> so i really was just like this is something i'm already pretty much accustomed to doing now i just got to figure out how to work it as a business and how did you get your foot through the door and like just to kind of build up your clientele and um, I feel like I did a lot of networking when I was working, um, interning and working at the radio station. Mm -hmm. And I started going to a lot of events. When you was working with 107.9, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And just getting a lot of experience that way and building my network. Like, once people started seeing me, like, consistently all the time, all the time. I was building relationships with, like, a lot of big industry people. Then they started, they started taking you serious. Mm -hmm. And so then, in 2015, I was like... Oh, I'm going to, at the top of the year, I'm going to make it professional. I'm going to create a blog. I'm going to create, you know, a marketing page. And I'm going to, like, try to, like, freelance my services. I just want to work with, like, beauty clients at a time. Ooh, that changed so fast. But <laughs> Wait, why did, that, why did that change so fast? Girl, because everybody in Atlanta has a hair brand, a salon. And then all the, like, the beauty people I was working with. Because, you know, at first I was trying to get my name out there. So I was, like, trying to work with people that had big Even, followers. Mm hmm and so I was working like with some of these celebrity hairstylists doing so much work, honey, but they don't want to pay you or they treat you like a slave. And it's just a lot of work and attitude for a little bit of pay. And I started realizing like which people in the beauty industry that you really need to work with. The people that are either franchising, that actually have a, uh, like a consistent clientele. Um, not really the newer salons or even per se the celebrity stylists. A lot of them don't be having nice stuff together. I mean, I don't work with smaller stylists. So I work with some of the biggest bigger Atlanta stylists here in the city and with all of them it's almost the same issue their organization they run it here there and there I don't care how many followers you got how many views your page get at the end of the day if that business one-on-one that worth ethic is lacking it's gonna follow through that's true it's gonna fall through. I, I've seen it every time. That's why I go back and laugh. I let people make the decisions they want to make, and then I sit back and I be like, "Oh, they still at the same place they was when I left them." <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true, and I think with Atlanta, Atlanta has a culture of um, it's a lot of flexing and pretending. Yeah. I don't like to use the and word Instagram flexing. Instagram just made it worse because it's Instagram. like they feel like, "Oh, if I got followers, then you need to do this for me. You need to do that." Right, and I'm sweetie, not gonna ain't nobody gonna be pay um, doing all that for your auto bots. <laughs> like, no, sweetie, just because you got a couple of followers, or you think, and then. Girl, I done had people come at me all kind of ways so they got followers. I'm like, okay, and you still need PR, and you still need marketing, yeah. and you still struggling in your business with all them followers. Ain't that a damn shame? Followers so, <laughs> do not show passion in the Hey, damn sure, John. What did you go to school for? I went to school for broadcast journalism. My minor was English. Halfway through, I was about to switch over and do full course PR because I was, you know, like with communication, we still had to take some PR courses. And I started getting more into PR, but then they told me it was going to take me an extra two years. I'm and like, you was like, fuck this. Journalism. Journalism it is. I'm out of here. I but I'm pretty years. sure your journalism degree has helped you oh, in yeah. this field. Yeah. Definitely Especially like probably with writing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And building relationships and just like with the other journalists. Because you're always like on red carpet. You just got back from Soul Train. Tell us how that was. That was really, really fun. It was a great experience. They were um, this year honoring... Erica Badu with the Legendary Award and oh, Faith Evans with the Lady of Soul. Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay, Faith Evans. But I was so excited about Erica Badu. Erica Badu, yeah. Because she is like, I love Erica. Everything. And My sister loves Erica. Her energy is like so calming, y'all. She like walked down the carpet. It's just like a, a breeze. It's like everybody like, stops. <laughs> everybody, I was literally like, Everybody stops and everybody kind of like oh takes God. her in, right? And then even like just listen to her doing her interviews. It's like, why is she smoking so calm? I'm like, but she's she, she, she can't she's not her. letting nobody fuck with her vibe. Her, 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 her energy is just so, and her performance was life, y'all. Y'all go, the, the show when is on Sunday. This Sunday? Yes, this Sunday. Okay, I'm watch it. Her performance. Am I gonna see you? Am I, am I gonna see you on TV on the red carpet? You, pro you might see me. I hope I'm they got me. In. I did get to talk to. I get to. Um, I got. I got to interview the host, Tashina. Arnold, um, I talked to John B. You know, he'll flashback. Oh, that is so old John school. Yes. He got new work coming out. I don't know because he performed most of his old hits, but I, I, I don't know. He got a black wife, though. So shout out to that. <laughs> <laughs> he got a black wife. Shout out to that. We here for that. 
for that. But uh, who else? Tammy Roman was there, and she looked really good. You know, she yeah, she had looked good. She had looked good. She lost so much weight. Yeah, she's diabetic. I talked to her about that. That's what she was saying. She was diagnosed with diabetes in 2011. And then she just started taking it serious. Like at one point, she decided that she wanted to live longer for her children, and she just started like actually not eating the stuff that she was supposed to be eating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she just looks like a tall glass of wine right now. I'm like, here for it. She looked really, really good on the carpet in her goal. And she presented an award that night with uh, some of her fellow castmates on a new show on BT called the um, BT. Uh, BT's family business. Okay. And so I haven't seen the show yet. I thought I was going to tune in and check it out. But yeah, she's on there and she's a legit good a good actress. Like, she's been acting for years though. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, and this reality stuff is, is acting too. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But so, like, as far as like film, she's been acting for years even before Basketball Wives. Yeah. But people, you know, especially like the young kids who do reality TV, they, they don't, don't know. Anymore. Yeah, they wouldn't know. So, um, with what you do, have there ever been a time where you just like, I don't want to do this no more. What the fuck am I doing? Uh, yeah, I have that a lot of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like trying times and then definitely like as a freelancer, you have your ups and downs and things. And thankfully, like I got up to a good point where I'm able to be okay with like whatever contract I'm negotiating mm-hmm. with with my magazine, but I mean it was a point where I was doing all the same amount of work for nothing. So nothing. you know, it is definitely growth now, but you still have your ups and downs because it's such a demanding field, and that comes to play with balance for me. Another big thing is just making sure I find that balance between family work and mental and whatever else Jaleesa wants to do as well. Because this year I took so many losses, and I thought about the fact that. That my I I wasn't at my grandmother's last living birthday dinner, and I was working the Sheen Magazine Awards, and I'm never going to forgive myself. I remember how miserable and how upset I was that whole weekend. Anyways, like how bad everything with that weekend, just dealing with certain different people that had brought in for the magazine to work the awards, and the fact that I think about that I was not at her last living birthday. And I'm never gonna have an opportunity to celebrate her birthday again with her. It hurt. And so, I'm not choosing between, like, family and work anymore. I I, I want a healthy balance, and it's going to be like, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I want to get to a position where I have good enough balance. I don't feel like I always have to go to work when they call me. And I don't want to feel so stressed then. Like, I'm just, I, I, I don't want to go into next year living the way that I was this year because this year I feel like I took a lot of losses and a lot of loss a lot of time with people that I love because I'm always trying to go 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 mm-hmm. yeah what's your greatest accomplishment so far I mean I guess it doesn't even have to be work related but what's your in in life what is your greatest accomplishment so far I mean, I guess I feel like I it's an accomplishment to still be an opportunity in the space. That I that I'm in and be able to have access to what I do because I knew I wanted to work, I knew I wanted to do journalism, but I never imagined doing it on the level that I'm doing it and being able to go to awards and things like that. My I guess being able to inspire others is my greatest accomplishment and being able to you know make my mom and my grandmother was very proud of me as well. So that makes me happy, but. I still don't, even though I'm not where I want to be, I do feel happy because I feel like a lot of people reach out to me that are inspired to go go towards their dreams, whatever. It may not even be doing what I'm doing, but a lot of people tell me they push towards what they want to do with their own personal goals by watching me. So that helps me that my journey can inspire somebody else, but also I try to make sure I'm always transparent with them mm-hmm. so that they know that it's a process. It's not going to be no quick, easy. Thick, easy process. I want my journey to inspire them because they see me struggle to the point where I actually what get to where I want to be. Yeah. yeah. So what advice would you um, give someone that wants to pursue public relations as um, a career? I would say just know... Make sure one you're relatable because your relationships is everything. I mean, a lot of people that want to come to this industry and they want to be the it girl or the it man to put together the events, point people to celebrities, help them branding and marketing, but their personality sucks. sucks. Like you can't do that in this we industry. Put a lot because of people if people like don't that. like you, 
Then they're not gonna fuck. I've been to events with Jalissa. We walk out of places and be like, <laughs> they so <suck>. we <laughs> was just in the room full of nutheads. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I would easily be like, mm, no, like and, because that's a lot of people. I've met a lot of people in this industry that are do that do or say they perform public relations mm-hmm. that can't relate to nobody because their mouth is snappy they attitude they nose turned up in every event they go girl who's gonna want to do anything for you a lot of people feature my clients and do different things that i want them to do because i'm relatable i look out for other folks mm-hmm. i'm genuine i'm not out here trying to like nah, she mm, is, she my is girl genuine. like no nah. she's how like, i met the senator i don't act like i'm like better than other people <laughs> these people be out here with a whole bad attitude want somebody to pay them a thousand plus dollars a month for no one not to answer their calls when they got bad personalities. God, <laughs> jack the personalities, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can walk around stush. Ain't nobody gonna try to fuck with you. At all. And as a and 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 I, and I assume as a PR, you're that bridge between your client and where they're trying to go. So if you're stuck up, then that bridge has already been burned. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think. Um, you know, my advice would be to always be relatable, mm-hmm. to be understanding, to understand that the industry is forever changing. I know a lot of old publicists, when I came into the game, they were turning their nose up at new publicists and how new publicists were doing things and how social media has made changed people, the game. Changed. Okay, this is a, PR is a forever changing industry. The trends are going to be forever changing. Adapt or, or sit back. Okay, you know, and most of them got lost because they, they, they still want to do things the old way. And sorry, no one sees. The profit or the benefit in the old way because this is a new era. Social media is very important now. It's a new wave, yeah. So if you don't understand it, then you know you get lost in the sauce. I um, also my advice would be to you know network, intern, and build your own relationships. Make sure you have a card and you give out your cards wherever you go. When I first started. I done got real bad at it now because of social media, but I used to have a physical card wherever I went, and I would literally get everyone's card and give everyone in the building my card at every event I went to. My emails and phones just started being flooded, like because people would just contact me, follow up. So network, be relatable, you know, find a great mentor, and be open to changes in the industry. So in this day and age where like social media is everything, everything is digital, do you still see an importance in having a physical um, business card? Um, I see a physical, I mean, this is the thing, I ain't gonna lie, because mm-hmm. I haven't had one in almost two years, even though my cards was real cute. I haven't printed them out, <laughs> I haven't printed them out in two years because I had an app where you can do the digital card, mm-hmm. and then also like Instagram, but I do feel like cards are still a benefit because... I'll still get cards from events and I'm going to put them into my email mm-hmm. list. And then having something physical will make you almost sometimes trigger a thought to, oh, I need to email this person. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see this person. Or what if you went into somebody and their phone is dead? Yep. You got the card. It's uh, always good to still have, that. have your cards. Um, even though everything is digital, I still believe on, in getting on the phone, calling folks, cold calling, pitching. All of that, not just living behind the email and the DMs. Cause I'm so glad you said cold calling. People don't even do that shit no more. They probably know what it is, honey. This one girl wanted to work with me on a tour, uh, tour this year, which was a whole other experience, um, and had nothing to provide, no nothing to bring to the table. Just wanted to get paid, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, I'm tired of people pull up a chair to my table, wanting some food off of my plate, and ain't got shit Ooh. to provide. They ain't bring a goddamn utensil. So <laughs> this motherfucker wanted to be. A part of a tour and couldn't read, write, man, I could talk, y'all. I, I said I played myself because I should have paid more attention. I should have listened to what other people were saying when she approached me. Mm-hmm. But I asked her. I said, okay, so you can't write a press release. That's fine. I'll write it. Mm-hmm. You can't write an email. That's fine. John Taylor will write it. <laughs> Wait a minute. What you going to do? Wait. But can you... Uh, can you get on the phone and do research? Call these companies. Mm-hmm. Reach out to the. We gave her a list of the companies. She didn't have to do the research for real, for real. Here's a list of numbers and, and emails. Dial them and email these people. I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that. Ah, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. When she told you she wasn't doing it. So what are you going to do? And why do you feel entitled to work with us? Secondly, better yet, why do you feel like you deserve money? You. And absolutely zero value to this event and this platform. That's why her ass got dumped off after the first stop. Because <laughs> you can go ride somebody else's wave or ride on over there. Okay? Because you're not going to do it over here. Like, girl, she told me straight up no. Like, she had nothing to provide or add. And you her boss and she told you no. 
Girl. That's what I'm like. She told she told she said no or she implied. She okay. had to be in the The thing two. is we were supposed to be quote unquote she I supposed to added her own as a partner, but she had nothing to bring to the table. So we asked her could she at least do the market research for the cities mm-hmm. or cold call and she right. just said, you know, no. She girl, you ain't doing anything. You really think you're finna get some money? You really stupid right now. So she That's was like yeah, she was a lost call. Hey, that was a big learning lesson. <laughs> you live and you learn. That was a big learning lesson. She was a lost call. I mean, I had some of the most crazy people reach out to me trying to work together or do events. If you wasn't doing PR, what would you? Be, what would your plan be? Like, what else would you be doing? Well, I always said that. I, I, okay, I love management, so I, I want to get into. I, I'm still interested in doing. Talent um, management. Talent management. But the second, the third thing I always thought about was sports management. Because I almost thought about going, like, get my master's in physical, yeah, in sports management. Um, Like, you know, managing athletes and different, you know, entities that have to deal with sports because I love sports. But management, regardless. And I feel like I'm still going to go into the management route only simply because. Everyone out here really don't have a budget for PR. It's a lot of different folks that have different things that they don't know mm-hmm. how to put it together and how to make the overflow really work. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like the next thing I'm just now getting into. I just started working and on like a talent management model. and PR, I feel like you can kind of all together. I think that's what... Um, Patience, Cardi's B manager. Ain't that what she do? She does more, um, PR and I think management she do. I think she at the same time. Mm-hmm. Cardi, I think Lord. she do. Yeah. But I don't really know that much about patience, honey, because she don't respond to people's emails, and she been like that before Cardi even got real big. <laughs> <laughs> people been saying that about her in the industry. Really? <laughs> she really? don't respond to emails. Her publicist is, you know, someone from the house. <laughs> they oh, they from the BX. Somebody from the house, one of her friends, you know, your homeboy. When she gets to that certain level, you know, it's time to level up. It be like that sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, her publicist probably thinks she really doing it because Cardi's popping. But, no, it's easy to be a publicist when you got a popping client. Like, you ain't doing nothing, sweetie. <laughs> Cardi is the money. <laughs> no. Yeah. Let's talk about turning a, a, a client that's not on Cardi's level or that's not popping into a Cardi. How do you do that, though? A good PR marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Cardi was Cardi already, had Cardi was already popping. Cardi marketed herself though. Exactly. She was her own marketing and PR team. Really? That bitch the goat. Exactly. <laughs> that bitch is I love Cardi. Y'all know I love me some Cardi. She so she's definitely the GOAT. But um Are you proud of the progress that you have made so far? Are you proud of where you're at in your career? Yeah, I'm very, very proud. Um like I definitely feel like it's been you know I guess flattering to mm-hmm. be able to get awarded the opportunities and the different things that I have I mean right. I'm I have certain opportunities and carpets and different things and TV show things that I've done that I'm on the same carpet with people that are on Fox 5 and 11 Live News you know I'm standing next to right. the big corporations the NBC affiliates so you know yeah, that really makes me feel good as a freelance entertainment reporter that they will put me in these same rooms as these people, they feel like I'm just deserving for these opportunities. So, you know, it is a blessing, and I'm, you know, just excited to work, keep working, you know, get to that next, to get in that next phase. So, what's your ultimate goal? Like, what is your ultimate goal, end goal? Like, what is it, like, when you reach, when you reach this level, when this happens, you're like, you know what? I'm satisfied. Like, this is all I've ever wanted. I'm satisfied. I mean, what is that? I, I really feel like I won't be satisfied until I get to like I want to be on the perfect platform, whether it's TV, radio, whatever the case it is. I want to get to a platform where I feel like I can have national recognition, mm-hmm. you know, a national audience, reach more people, viewers. Um, but also, my ultimate goal is to be able to have turned so much success from just doing what I love, my passion, with my marketing and PR firm, that I'm able to open a school like in the South, like for women in media, because there's nothing like that. There's uh, one up north so now. Dope. But there's nothing like that that even exists. So that's like my big no, like at well, high school would be dope. But actually, something like a program after after school, like after they graduate high school, then there's nothing that for women that are interested in writing journalism for them to do. Like they they tell you go to college, but once you get to college. 
those really programs you. and stuff, yeah, there's no direction and guidance on what to do. It's like you bumping your head and stuff for the next four years. So yeah. <laughs> I want something that provides structure and showing them how you can actually make a living and a career from journalism, from media, from having a voice. So um, I know Lauren Lake started something like that up north called the Ween Academy. I would like to do something out here because... Paternity called Lauren Lakes. I know, right? I need to. I love Lauren Lakes. I watch Patricia. Lauren Lakes. You love her right Every day at 1 o'clock. What am I at 1 30? It's called the Academy in New York. And it's like a school for like broadcast, for people that do red carpets. Pretty nice. Much. That's dope. So, one last question, at least on my end. What's on the Thanksgiving menu? <laughs> Girl, let me see what we said we was having. Collard greens, cornbread, ham, fried turkey. Do you put corn in your cornbread? No. Okay. Like, you put <laughs> corn? Like, corn, corn. Some people put corn in their cornbread. Like, they put the corn kernels in the cornbread. Oh, no. Okay, what else is on your list? <laughs> um, sweet potato pie. Mm. I'm, I need to, matter of fact, I gotta text my mama about these chitlins because I need to make sure. I might have to make a store run. Okay? She said, eat chitlins, y'all. She eats chitlins. Yes, I eat chitlins. <laughs> Let me test her now. Can we have chitlins? I can tell y'all this on the menu too. Lord, she. That's penny. Anyway, <laughs> That's so. The chitlins is penny. What's recalled romaine lettuce, brown Jenny O ground turkey, okay. Duncan Hines cake mix, okay. and beef. How the fuck you recall cake mix? How you recall What's wrong with Jenny? Jenny? <laughs> the turkey though, like, not the turkey. Ground turkey. Ground turkey. Okay. And then our so so what is our Thanksgiving menu looking like, sis? So on our Thanksgiving menu, we have lasagna with fucking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't we don't eat beef. <laughs> we have lasagna. We have stuffing. We have turkey, jerk turkey. Ooh, uh, that's ham, that Jamaican in us. <laughs> salmon, I need a Jamaican plate from y'all house. Um, y'all, y'all cook. Macaroni and cheese. And I think mom said she was gonna make like some shrimp penne pasta situation. Yeah. Put mine to the side. Okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll put y'all make sure I include that jerk. I'm gonna So, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, it's so cliche, but I, I feel like we have to. We're just gonna say what we're thankful for real quick before we end out this session of sugar and shit. So, sis, what are you thankful for? Well, no, guest of honor. What are you thankful for? <laughs> Man, I'm thankful for just another day, another day, another minute to to keep pushing forward and keep trying. This year has been far from perfect, but you know, another day, you know, I see that life is so short. <laughs> And I'm just thankful for another day to try to get it right, to keep moving forward. You know, family is never perfect. Finances is never perfect. Career, job, none of that stuff is ever perfect. But I'm just thankful for the opportunity each day God is going to grant me to keep trying and pushing forward. I'm going to do my best every chance I get. So, What are you thankful for, Ty? What are you thankful for? I I I agree with Jalissa. I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful that I get to open my eyes every day, or at least today I was able to open my eyes and and try again. Um, 2018 has been so hard for me um, with coming back to Georgia, starting all over, and just I mean, in every department it's been hard. But I feel like. Um, without a test, there's no testimony, and it sounds cliche, but it's so real. And I think you don't realize a lot of things our parents tell us, and you don't realize what it actually means until, until you get older, older. Mm-hmm. and then you be like, "Damn, it makes sense," you know. <laughs> I wish I listened to you. I would have listened, right? And that's where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm, but in the grand scheme of things, not for nothing. I'm thankful for the hardships because the hardships it. It showed me how much strength I, I truly had. Because a, a lot of times I underestimate myself. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I actually pushed through shows me that I'm stronger than what what I give myself credit for. And with that strength. <laughs> I hate her. But see, this is why, for me, this is why life could never be that hard. Because I was blessed enough to be born with my life partner. That's amazing, honey. And... 
and, and we go through it together. When she's going through shit, she's never alone. And when I'm going through shit, I'm never alone. And we're blessed. Everybody don't have that though. Right. Um. But I can. For me, it's for me. It's never that serious because I always have my sissy with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when. When we feel like the world is against us, we be like, well, we got each other, so fuck everybody else. <laughs> like, we be chilling like this. Go grab that rope. Right. Get that bottle of wine. We be like, sis, get the wine. Exactly. We be like, sis, get the wine. <laughs> get the wine. Shit, this ain't fucked up, but listen. Get the wine. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And so, oh, I'm, I'm blessed in, in, in that aspect. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm li- like you said, I'm just blessed to see another day so I can try again. I can do again. I can love again. Right. Um, and that's that. As much as things hurt and things have sucked this year, I still want an opportunity to keep trying. So it's either we complain about it, deal with it, find a way to manage it, and, and, and keep moving. And keep moving. Right. And you can and do all three simultaneously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that meme that's been going around? You finna, you finna cry and bitch about this? or I'm finna do Bird both. Ball, I'm, both. <laughs> I'm about to do both. Sis, what you thankful for? What am I thankful for? Like, as I was talking, I was sitting here thinking. Um, I'm thankful for everything. I'm, I'm thankful for everything. Like, honestly, I get stressed about, like, shit in life or whatever. But then I got to sit down. At nighttime, I sit down and I'm like, yo, you really complaining? Like, you got a phone. You got a bed. When you, yeah. you got three blankets. You got sheets. You got a heated water, blanket. A heated blanket. <laughs> you got water. You got soap. You got toupees. You got pads. You have everything. Shit. And it could be worse. You got Xfinity. Xfinity ain't cheap. You got cable. You got internet. <laughs> like, it's just like certain things. Like, I'm I'm thankful for everything. I'm most, mostly I'm thankful for my health. Like, I feel like this year, not that I'm a sickly person. I've never been a sickly person. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this year's stress has driven me into a lot of sickness that um, was, like, really, like, just tearing down my body. So, I'm just thankful, like, that's over. I've been able to bounce back, and I'm feeling good again. I'm able to go to the gym again. I'm I'm able to have, like, you know, some mental clarity and not completely feel clogged up in my head. So, Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for health, and I'm thankful for everything and everyone I have in my life. That's dope. Amen. Hallelujah. So, real quick, mm-hmm. I just thought about this. Mm-hmm. Let's just hit this topic real quick. Mm-hmm. Nigga fishing. Have you seen it on Instagram? Mm-hmm. So, it's these white girls, these white girls who are like severely tanning themselves or wearing darker makeup to look like they're black. And that's basically like, especially companies who are want to diversify, they're like hiring these fake black girls. I think this is, this is like, this is, this is. It's blackface basically. Like, fuck what you think. It's modern day blackface without picking your face black. But I think this is like another episode because. Another episode? Since you, since you brought it to my attention, I've seen it on social media more. I've been doing a little bit more research. Okay, next episode. We're going to get a round table of females to talk about this shit. And maybe like two dudes sprinkled in. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like yeah, we're gonna need like so they try to look black on purpose. Trying to look black yeah. on purpose, and, and and but folks was out here really thinking they was black. They look like mixed bitches. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they, 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 they they're not the tra- they're not the traditional or real black. Like they're like the exotic I black, the exotic black that everybody fiend for. Ooh, Ellen has a new podcast. I love Ellen. Okay, but you talking about somebody else's podcast on our podcast? I'm about to cancel your ass. You're getting on my damn nerves. Oh my bad, I didn't know. <laughs> this has been a really good episode. I uh, I'm so glad that you were able to record with us today. I know yes, you were yes. busy as fuck. Girl, um, I got back in so late yesterday. I'm so sorry about yesterday. No, it's okay. Like, like, like this is what I'm saying. Life happens, and I mean, I'm not going to complain. About, it's it's in the grand scheme <laughs> of things, it's not that deep, right? Right. So, um. Let the, everybody know where they can find you. All your social media handle. Let them know exactly what it is that you do, so they can reach out to you and what areas you serve. Whether it's the entire nation or just a certain part of the nation. Like, what's good? Okay, so my social media on Facebook is Jaleesa Raquel J E L I S A R A Q U E L, and Instagram is the baddest row Ebonics, please T H A baddest. RHO for Sigma Gamma Row. Um, and I also have my business pages, which is broadcasting underscore beauty and 
at blogging beauties on Facebook and Instagram and I provide marketing, public relations, services, event planning to lifestyle and beauty brands as well as uh, music and entertainment um, brands as well. And with the Blogging Beauties Network, that's pretty much my networking hub where I do my events and pretty much mentor other writers, freelancers, and creatives that are looking to build their careers and branding mm -hmm. around writing and okay. blogging. So shoot me an email, DM. And she can hook you up, y'all. Listen, <laughs> because of Jalissa, I met my little sugar daddy. Like, when did we go to the Andrew Young event? I was gonna ask you what happened. We still talk. We still talk. Oh Even when God. I lived in New York, he would reach out. He came to New York like twice oh to visit me. Because you know he ran for senator or something down yes. here, and he lost or whatever. He lost but he had he wanted to fly me out so I could be next to him doing the thing or whatever. And I was like. I didn't even know he was running for senator. I was like, that's last minute. I got work. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But, um, so yeah. So, she's she's even like a little matchmaker because she done had him paying my bills for some years now. Girl, he like he had money, money. And he do, because, yo, you know, he like walked with Martin Luther King and everything. Like, oh he's God. that old. Like, he walked with Martin Luther oh King and all God. of them. Like... <laughs> he did he walked with he got pictures of it he showed me um let them know about what events is coming up okay so this saturday we have a free event um at transformations beauty studio it's off of donnelly hollowell parkway mm -hmm. and it's basically like a exclusive vendor pop-up shop we're gonna mm -hmm. have like free mimosas massages Ooh, they're gonna be this you have some artists <laughs> But free mimosas, free makeovers, gonna be like mini makeovers. They'll be doing uh, like light hair curling, styling services. Mm -hmm. um, the salon will be selling all bundles for fifty dollars, no matter inch or length. For they got thirty out there for their Black Friday. They got all the lengths. Um, Don't say all the lengths, and I'm open. I'm like, can I get a thirty-six? And they be like, nah. Oh, we stop at twenty-six curly. Like, <laughs> well, I verify, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna verify the. Do you have length. the exact address for them? Yes, uh, it is twenty twenty Bolton Road. Northwest, and it's in the plaza with the um the Chevron gas station okay. at that intersection. It's the salon in the corner back there. It's by Pizza Hut in the gas station. Okay, but it's right on Bolton Road, and it'll be all women uh from twelve to four. That's going towards Howell Mill. Yeah. Oh, right over okay, cool. I know it. Okay. So it'll be you know a women pop up shop, shopping, drinks, hair, makeup, you know all the stuff we like. It's been we our like, money on this Black Friday weekend. I'll be there. Well, we don't so, need not one of it. But right. We'll do it anyway. I'm getting that thirty inch bundle though. Look, <laughs> I'm not giving it to this kind of bundle because I'm ready to get my next wig made. But <laughs> but um yeah, so that'll be fun. And Jazzy McBee's hosting. We have a few other like models and influencers that'll be there. They have really great brands. So. Even if you're like a local business owner, you want to come out of network, bring some cards, meet you some uh, potential uh, great brand ambassador. Just get out, network, and network. Then. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. It's a free RSVP. Just go to Eventbrite, type in Pink Saturday, or type in Pink Saturday Giveback.eventbrite.com. Okay, and that's the only event that you have coming up. Any other yeah. projects you're working on? Uh, right now, um, coming up in the new year, we'll be finishing up Media Girls on Tour and launching the official Blogging Beauties Network website. But this will be my last like event that I'm producing for the year. That I'm taking a break to take everything geared up for 19 and just you know spend time with family. Okay, um, sis, let them know where you can find you. Let them know what projects you're working on, if any, and your uh, graphic designing website. Go ahead. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tikedi, T-I-K-E-D-I, or T-K-D Design, T-K-D, D-E-S-I-G-N-S, on Instagram. Um, as far as projects, I'm just working on, um... Your planner. My 2019 planner. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it up for sale or not, but, um, I will definitely put previews of it online. It will have a coffee book. And your cut and sew for Takedi? Um, feel to it. And I am working on my cut and sew collection for Takedi. It is still in the talk, still in the work. But it's it's coming it's coming together. It's coming together. Um it's been hard work trying to find someone reliable to actually bring my vision to my life. vision to life, my ideas to life. But my girl Shar hooked me up with her friend Tony. So um we're gonna start working on that. And hopefully by mid-2019, I'll have something to show. 
Yes, I don't want to talk too soon, but you got it. I'm, I'm putting it out in the atmosphere. You got I feel it. like oftentimes I keep things in my head and it dies in my head. I'm putting things out into the atmosphere, into the universe, and hopefully it talk back to me nice. Hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I am. So you guys know you could reach me on Instagram at K-E-E-N-Y-A underscore B underscore. That is my only social media except for Snapchat, which I don't really use. But that's Kenya, K-E-E-N-Y-A dot B. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Sugar and Shit. I really appreciate Wait, all hold the on support. And don't forget to follow the follow, um, podcast page. At Sugar on Shit. That's on Instagram. Sugar on Shit. Or is it Sugar on Shit Pod? Sugar on Shit Pod. It's on Sugar on Shit Pod <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I know. Sugar on Shit Pod on Instagram. Um, You can always email us your questions. Sugar on Shit at gmail.com. Um, we are now available on Google Play as well, you guys. So we are iTunes, yeah. Google Play, um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud and YouTube. And YouTube. Um, and this has been another episode of Sugar and Shit, guys. I think it was a good one. I hope you enjoy it. You guys yes. enjoy your fucking families, okay? Yes. Your families who you make it. It is not yes. your blood. Enjoy the loved ones yes. around you. Time waits for no man. Don't take that shit for fucking granted. No. Nope. Like love on each other, even when niggas don't want fucking love and kiss them motherfuckers anyway. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? And just enjoy each other because life is short and we don't know when we'll be called home. So, happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, we are literally recording this November 21st. I am going to go home and upload this. You guys know I upload raw. So, you guys will be able to listen to this with your families tomorrow while y'all stuffing y'all chicken. According- 